Welcome, everyone. As you know, it's Mission Daily, and we've expanded or limited the show. So that's now a life and business show about nothing. So you're welcome for that. A show about nothing. Everyone's excited to listen. Nothing, Jerry. Wait, is that Seinfeld? It is. You know, I don't watch Seinfeld. I didn't watch that. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, really cool to just explore new formats with some of the things that we're doing. And to really just like take off the pressure of expectation around things, because I think that is just crippling for any type of uh, creative endeavor. And it's a heavy, yeah, heavy burden to carry. And removing that expectation, I think, is um, a really important um, challenge for any creative out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about transparency a bit today when I was on, I was doing an interview this morning for the Commerce Podcast. And I thought it'd be a good topic to talk about of like creating transparency within a company. Or so they essentially said it was the co-founders of Bombas, the socks, you know, have you tried them on? I haven't tried them, but I'm familiar with the company. They feel so good on your toes, but they're talking about how their previous roles, they were at a company where nothing was transparent. Like the, everything from how do you get promoted compensation? uh, What does success look like? Like, how's the company financially doing? Anything that they want to know, how to, like, what do you do with your stock options? How do you value them? They just went through a whole list of things that they never could get answers to. And they're just talking about developing like a transparent environment when it comes to building a company and a good company culture and stuff. And yeah, I thought that was just fun to think about of like how to strike that good balance when it comes to building a business and having transparency. Because if you go too far, you're giving too many details and it's too much in the weeds versus... Well, allowing people to also know like what's going on and so they feel comfortable. Right. I think what's interesting too is exploring the idea of uh, visibility or, you know, just you want the right information visible to the right people at the right times and you don't want to get into a situation where it's just information overload, which mm-hmm. I think in the quest for transparency, it just turns over all of these. Uh, it can turn over all of these like distractions, whereas the quest for like the right information to available to the right people in the most frictionless way possible is uh, really helpful because I think everybody, myself included, needs less information in order to make better decisions. So it's not about more. It's just about, you know, focusing on the right stuff, like different, uh, you know, models or like financials and stuff that you've alerted me to, you know, because I was like already drowning in data. I just kind of like missed um, mm-hmm. or glossed over, or finally, I'm just now starting to like, like, oh, we're good. You would we're not good. look at my financial models. Yeah. It was like uh, a slap to my work. <laughs> I would put my first little... steps hands for all of you with active <laughs> imagination out there. I did that this morning on an interview. I was started snapping and I was like, what, what's your best day? Yeah. How do you describe your best day in the office or something? He's like, hmm. I was like, you know, the days when you just wake up and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know if I do that snap thing. I'm like, oh, okay. No, snapping's fun. And I think adding some more uh, sound effects, we should, uh, yeah, we should explore having some um, in-studio sound effects that yeah. are not layered. I'm on already top trying of sound. it out. I'm doing yeah, slapping no, snaps. And I'm also taking my guests on random tangents. Like this morning, I took them on a tangent of uh, going to Mars and how I was going to have my own colony and he wasn't going to be invited unless he accepted my friend request on LinkedIn. <laughs> and he's like, oh, is that the only measure? That's I pretty was funny. making myself laugh. No, that's pretty funny. Um, 
Speaking of uh, Mars and things headed in that direction, do you see uh, Tesla's short shorts available? Oh, the for red six, ones? 69, 420. <laughs> Are they the ones that have the flames on them? Uh, they're just like red and with the sexy acronym on the back. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> Elon's getting to be a genius with merch. Did it sell out? Not getting to be, but already is. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I think they said that like the website was overwhelmed. Yeah. I saw and, a really funny tweet about that where it's like, uh, it's, I thought it was going to be a serious one about investors. And it was like, you know, uh, investors short Tesla stock after they create some like false information campaign or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But basically, they essentially shorted the stock. The stock comes back really, you know, big. And then it's like, and then Elon Musk sells red short shorts on his website. And he like commented back and was like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty, pretty funny. funny. Yeah. And um, yeah, the tangent I went on with the guests that I was uh, interviewing today that I thought was like so interesting because remember the stat we used to always cite about like tons of people have cited it. We're not the only ones. It's from Oxford, about 47% of jobs being replaced by automation in the coming mm-hmm. years. So I was like diving into that a little bit. And it's actually the case where if you read into the text of the original study, it's like 47% of jobs have uh, processes involved with them at risk of being automated. It's not that the jobs themselves are at risk of being completely replaced. And what the Bureau of Labor and Statistics showed about this report and this this figure is that actually where jobs have um, a big risk of a portion of them being automated, that's where what's going to create more jobs. So it sounds completely counterintuitive. But if you look back at the history of technology, this has actually been the case. And a great example is that of ATMs. So if you think about ATMs and bank tellers, you think, oh man, that's going to reduce the number of bank tellers. It's going to put bank tellers out of a job. And it did the opposite. What it did was allowed bank branches to create more of these micro, not bank branches, but like banks themselves to create these micro banks everywhere that were ATMs. And it increased their business and their transaction volume, thus in turn created more jobs for tellers. It's really counterintuitive, but the same for jobs like... um, accountants and uh, technical writers and translators is a big one, which, which is really interesting because the quote unquote AI tools, which are not really AI, just like advanced machine learning tools and algorithms for translation, as they get better and better, it's actually creating more need for human translators because it's lowering the cost that businesses have to invest to invest into other markets and be a part of other markets. So as it becomes cheaper for businesses to do this, we need more human translators. So I thought that That's was like, yeah, so interesting. But it's happening all across the board where if you think of jobs getting replaced, uh, in actuality, it's creating more jobs of a similar nature or more jobs like that where a lot of the crappy work is just taken over. And so yeah. the human the component or whatever uh, increases. That You're was toasty. Uh, toasty, in, the, yeah, toasty <laughs> we, in the background. We left the window open and now he just needs to get in. Should I go let him in? Yeah, like bring him on in. Bring in the guest. Bring on the uh, hypoallergenic guest. Come on in, bub. For those of you who don't know, Toasty is our golden doodle and official and unofficial mascot of the mission. He's a wild pup. But he is. Yeah, when it comes to automation, I think the one thing to think about though is like the jobs that really should just get get on getting. It's 2020, you know? Like if you <laughs> like if you're like, I don't know, trying to think. Fixing carriages for the Oregon Trail, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be around anymore. 
there's certain jobs that just got to go, you yeah. know? Yeah, especially carriage fixers uh, for the Oregon Trail. Did you ever play was, that? Um, Is that? Was it called the Oregon Trail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Of course. You got yeah. dysentery. That's why you're sad, huh? I didn't. Bring Members of my party did. Rest in peace. R.I.P. little homies. But yeah, so I mean, I was talking about that and thinking about that. And it's, uh, you know, by nature, I think it's easy to be pessimistic about a future where things change like that. And yeah, it's just in the long run, pessimism is never a good strategy, even though it's, uh, I think it's entertaining, like our minds and rational minds love it because it just gives us this endless supply of um, worry bait, you know, where we just get on this like hamster wheel of uh, fear. And it's just, yeah, it's really intoxicating, but um, at a certain amount of time, you just have to like really dive into the data beyond the headline of 47% of jobs get replaced or whatever and discover that like, oh no, it's actually sunny out there, right? There's the things that we're seeing are just super sensationalist used to drive advertising impressions and generally just stoke fear. And it's, um, it, is a cliche, but it just bears repeating that there are great things happening out there. And there's a lot of opportunity being created, um, but there's a lot of people who are invested in having you believe the other, yeah, the opposite. Well, I like that. Cool. Well, that's a good place to leave it, I guess. And yeah. uh, Toasty needs a walk, so we're gonna go walk our Golden Doodle pup. And to you out there who are listening, thanks so much, and give us a rating and review if you want. If you like this new format, cool. If you uh, don't like it, Oops. whatever, you're probably not you're probably not <laughs> listening anymore. But um, we really appreciate the listens, and uh, it's great to be back and here with you on Mission Daily, Daily Mission. Enjoy the day. See you next time. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at Mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, they're a customer times five, Twilio, and Katera, who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.